<laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we're here. Hey everyone, welcome to the Gundam Explain show. I am Adam Blue. This is the Gundam Explain HQ. Oh, Johnny Tacoma, on time for once. That's great. Um, no, good to see everybody. Um, again, I'm your host, Adam Blue, and joining me... At it, you know what, guys? I try something new, and then I screw it up. You know, isn't that just the name of the game? Okay. <laughs> joining me, as always, is Steven from Midnight Hatter. Steven, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, buddy? I, I mean, I gotta look. I, I love that angled view of your workspace. And, you know, it's, it's nice... That, that's like the establishing shot of the Enterprise Bridge right there. <laughs> you get to see where all the action happens. You see, you know, the, the scattered mobile suit parts across the desk. It's beautiful. Well, thanks. Yeah, I love it. Like the other day, and I even have it up for supporters. Like I, I did like a behind the scenes of me rearranging the office. And I was like, man, it would be good to get a wide shot. I actually got that idea from another YouTuber, Robert Meyer Burnett, who does movie stuff. And he would start his stream, because he has way more collectibles than me. He would start his stream with a wide shot of his... And I, I could just see, oh, man, this guy is into this stuff. And then, you know, he'd start the show. Um, yeah, I want to start doing that. Kind of, like I was telling you, up the production value or the perceived yeah. production value. And that goes with um, ha having, you know, by the end of the episode, uh, the show, well, I'll start doing some news topics to kind of cap off, you know, the show. Um, Heck yeah, man. I got to talk to my buddy Ben because he has a setup where, um, you know, he's got one of those Amazon devices that you talk to. Uh, I don't want to say the word because I've got oh, one over here that, that'll, yeah. that'll fire up. But, you know, he's got two glass cases with his Gunpla displayed in them. And he says the A word and says, you know, power on. And slowly all of these like LEDs on the glass columns light up and it's like power level 25%, power level. 75 percent and then like the whole thing lights up Dude. that would be an amazing in, if, if i could set that up here and and fire up live shows that way oh man dude that's a great idea i think i'm gonna look into that because it's funny right below that camera of that wide shot is actually my glass cabinet that i have like a lot of my favorites in and about a couple weeks ago the lights died and i'm just like man not only do I have to buy the lights, but rewire everything. I could troubleshoot to see if maybe there's a, a issue like of a connection, but yeah. it's like, I'll get to that later. But I'm glad you brought that up because I'll look into setting something up where I can just voice command <laughs> computer, oh, yeah. engage lights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got, I've got these. These lights are all, uh, you know, voice controlled. So, you know, no, no that, that that's pretty awesome. Um. Looking at chat real quick, Neo X, good to see you. Uh, uh, Dylan of the Last Homies, Last of the Homies. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Gundam Wing, Brian Zanicelli, Shirt Lad, good. As Shirt Lad is is an amazing GBO2 player because he does keyboard mouse and he tends to play the more obscure units people don't play. Um, and he's posted <laughs> some of his wins, <laughs> yeah, in the in the, the Discord. It's it's pretty awesome actually. Um, Ian, our mod, good to see you. Johnny Tacoma. Brian is saying that tomorrow is Sonic's birthday. I, I just had to bring that up because yeah. I'm a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Uh, um, that it was like, even though, you know, I played Atari and Nintendo when I was younger, it was when the Sega Genesis came out that I was like, dude, gaming is badass because of Sonic <laughs> and everything. Um, oh, yeah. But also tomorrow, and I guess this makes sense, is the um, 
for the Sonic Origins collection that came out a year ago, so I guess it was on Sonic's birthday, they're adding an update where they're going to include all the Game Gear games of Sonic, which is, yeah, those are classic. Like, I, funny enough, I played through those uh, myself back in the day. Um, not all of them. I think they eventually came out with, like, I think on GameCube, a, a retro collection that had the other ones, and um, but they're pretty cool. But, you know, in Sonic, there are many mecha. Robotnik has his. True. As there is the Metal Sonic and the, um, I, there, yeah, and I forget because I haven't been following Sonic lore for a while, but there's two different Mecha Sonics. Um, yeah, two, there's two the, Metal Sonics, yeah. and, and I mean, even all of the bad guys that you encounter in the level, they're all just forest creatures that have been crammed inside of, of a mecha. Robotnik's creations, so oh, all of those are Mecha. <laughs> dude, they're forced, they're people just like the forced pilots that are having to pilot <laughs> these Mecha. Dude, Sonic and Gundam have so much in common, I there didn't even go. realize. <laughs> these these uh, rabbit conscripts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so... Um, we're gonna get into, yeah, just some unfinished, like, projects we've had, some hobby projects, because th- I've been coming across a lot of that, I know you have, the weather recently has brought that up, <laughs> like, yeah, that's why I haven't been top coding. Um, yeah. and then we're gonna talk about the Gundam Mark IV, because that just got released in GBO2, and that's not a unit I'm familiar with. I- again, I love how... An oddball. Yeah, but that's the thing I love about GBO2 is it's exposed me to the greater UC lore in terms of all these different suits that have existed that I'd never come across and how the stories connect still. We'll get into that. And then, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, the idea is, you know, as we get through the main topics, we'll then do some news at the end. There's some cool news that has come out. Um, But yeah, um, to get started, just Gundam-related things I've gotten into this week. Uh, P. Bandai delivered the uh, Slegger Law GM, and I don't remember the last time I just quickly <laughs> opened that thing, built it, did everything. <laughs> now, that's not the anime-accurate version, right? Because that one has the head attached. Ah, uh, <laughs> nice one, nice one. No, that that is funny. But, you know, speaking of GM heads... The one thing with these origin GM heads is they have like that extra snout thing going yeah, on yeah, at the chin. And, and that makes it take away from like the classic GM look. So it's like, what if I could like switch the heads? You know, not that I need to, but it's more of I like just the classic GM and I appreciate origin, but to take, and they actually have it up on pre order now to get just a, a, a origin GM, um, just to take nice. it and sand down that snout to make it look more classic GM. And the other thing is the shoulders aren't red on the the origin GM like the original. So all you would have to do is just paint. Um, but but that's um, exciting. I mean, you know, people have been kind of hankering for um, high grade GMs for a long time, or at least like a reissue or yeah. a remake, a revived version of the of the GM. So if Origins the best we're gonna get, then yeah, and and it's really good. Like I'm gonna do a full review of the Slugger Law. Building it was so fun. Like I said, in a day, a day or two, I built it. Um, uh, panel line decals all I'm doing is waiting for this humidity to go away and then I'm going to top coat it that's the one thing and I don't know how often you come across this like when I have a, a Gumpla with a lot of decals later in the day I'll look at my thumb and be like 
is that a decal? And then I'll be like, no, it came <laughs> off. And, and even though I'll use the mark setter, um, I'll do all the things. I think sometimes it just won't adhere that well, and you just have to be careful. Um, oh, yeah. No, is for that sure? I, okay, that's happened <laughs> yeah, to you too. I, um, I, I just top coated my Gundam Mark II. Uh, this was probably a week ago. Um, and I had applied some decals to the knees and I hit it with the top coat. And then I look at the knee and, and the decal was gone. <laughs> uh. I was just like, so it just got blasted off into the abyss, I guess, somewhere. But and you were uh, recreating, I had another. you were recreating the decals from the game, but right, wasn't there yeah. like a game? Was it yeah, Dynasty so, Warriors? Um, it was uh, Gundam versus Zeta Gundam. Has oh. like probably my favorite sort of minimalist decals applied to mobile suits. You know, maybe just a model number here or there. You know, Aug or Zeon crests, things like that. But you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of like the real type markings. I know that you are. Yep. But as much as I'm a fan of it, I would even say this is maybe a little more than I would do on my own. But I, I think what is fun for me is when I look at the official P Bandai photo or Bandai photos, and I try to make it as accurate to that. Um, yeah. Like making the, the vents on the shoulder red, uh, adding the gun metal to the Vulcans at the top. Um, you know, I'll have a full review of it. Um, and that's the thing, the build on this, like I was saying, it was easy yet. It, it it was awesome because as you're building it, like the color separation, it's like they have everything in mind for you. Oh yeah, this piece wouldn't be consistent with this, so it's a completely different thing. That way, all the colors look good. Um, and then that brings us back to what we were talking about of like Bandai releasing a new GM. Yeah. Like they've they have that three pack coming out. That's the GM GM two and GM three, but it's just the class. It's the it's not like a re visit so yeah that's that, just a reissue of the old ones so that tells me they have no plans or either the origin is supposed to take its place or the origin version since they're releasing it at retail will let them know if people want to get you know another gm yeah. so yeah i mean that if, if people pick up that three pack that would kind of suggest like hey people want a gm they, they they want one bad enough that they're going to get one of these reissued ones. Yeah. No, that's that's right. Um so uh, yeah, another thing is and I this was from your two videos that you created. Um the the GM with the LED in there, which is super awesome. Um yeah, you had the live stream where you started the project and then you released a video on Friday where you went into more details, especially with like the the magnets and doing it with minis, which I think it really lends itself to the minis. And then your yeah. stream yesterday just blew my mind because it was the idea of having multiple colored LEDs to like do the, the Hades or the exam or whatever, instead of having to switch the heads or whatever like that. I never yeah. thought about that. I mean, I was inspired by one of my daughter's toys that like had, it's like uh -huh. the, the, the Fisher price linkables animals yeah. that have like the uh the the multicolored leds in their bellies i was like wait why why don't i just do this with gundams it's <laughs> yeah that's and then i guess yeah you're working on that pale rider which you you plan to have that as a patreon you have like a, a custom statue that you're making yeah me. so the plan will yeah. be to uh i did in fact add the 
the recommended thrusters on the back. So oh, there will be nice. slots in there for rear LEDs as well. But um, yeah, the plan is to to have that available, kind of like a mini statuette that uh, you know has the channels kind of bored out for you, so that you can thread LEDs in there and and do that. So, dude, that um, that's awesome. And so, and that's kind of related. The other thing that I went through this weekend real quick was this chonker here. Um, it's, a, it's a big really, boy. It's it's one of these suits. We're looking at it. It's not like I'd ever be like, oh man, I'd love to be the pilot of. Like, to me, this doesn't look badass, but it's a good bad guy. Like, like it's monstrous. And I think that's a, a scary thing for Camille to be fighting. So it's awesome. Um, building this for as old as it was, was fun and easy. And it's well proportioned. Has, you know, it does require some painting on it. So yeah, um, it I, the, the guide explained what green i would need for the thrusters but mm -hmm. that that type of green is so hard to find online i only found it at one place and then i felt bad because i was only just buying one three dollar thing of paint from them and it was i think it was ten dollar shipping and i was like but you know what 13 that's that's uh worth it for me to have this <laughs> green that i don't know if i'll need it again but it is I, a very specific green yeah the, the O. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's the thing. I'm a huge, you know, we're huge Zeta fans. And for my yeah. diorama, I'm missing some critical things. Like getting the Psycho Gundam was a big deal. I'm glad I got that. The O, I need that. So, um, and then next after that, I'll probably want to get like a Marisai, a Gaplant. I do have the Advanced Zeta Gaplant, but we'll get into unfinished stuff here shortly. Um, there you go. Yeah. And then anything else that I got into... Um, this week that's Gundam related. No, I think that's it. Um, yeah, just I've been doing more. Yeah, building. I I take those little breaks where I don't build and then I build. But what about you? Well, and you and I have both been bogged down by the weather, so that means no painting, True. no top True. coating. So yeah. it, you know means you can't do decal work. So the LED work has been uh great because it's oh yeah, uh, it's something we can do indoors and we don't have to worry about humidity interfering with uh, what we're doing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much already touched on everything I've been working on with, uh, uh LEDs with the, the pale rider, the, the miniatures. I mean, I think, I think you guys have probably all seen it by now, but, uh, you know, small little magnetic base here that we've got these Gashapon figures that, uh, when they are magnetized in place, they light up. That is awesome. So, um, yeah. And then just scaling that up we've got our zaku here that i've been I, i've not quite threaded this wire through yet but the first wire is through the leg we're going to solder a magnet on there solder a magnet on there and set up a uh, i've got a little hanger base that i'm that i'm going to wire up with leds as well you know oh, we're nice. going to be able to magnet the zaku on there and it'll now now like you said the thing that I need to do is find out if I can put a tiny speaker on there oh, and yeah. have like the, the little Zaku mono eye play when the magnets hit. That would be, uh, I know, but <laughs> you know, the more I see this, the more it, it makes me think of when we would have those, uh, like tabletop mini discussions on your live streams, you know, you're more into that stuff than I am, but I, but I feel like what you've created there would lend itself well to some sort of, mini tabletop game especially if magnets yeah. could like trigger actions 
I think so too. I mean, would it be too much to ask a a board game to deliver that kind of an interactive experience? Um, you know, I've talked a lot about like the Zeta Gundam board game from yeah. from the eighties, which it has a lot of gimmicks. It's got like a spinner. It's oh. got the little like it's got like the coded messages where you have to look through like a little red piece of plastic at, at a squiggly card. It's got minis in it. It's got all kinds of stuff that, that you, that you use. I'm like, you know, board games have really not gotten much further than just like 3d printed miniatures. So like, why not elevate that even more with like magnets, LEDs, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Having an interactive board map like that, I think would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, I, I think so. Yeah, just looking at that made me think of like a battlefield, you know, like that would be just full of magnets and you have dice, move the figures around. And then like, let's say you land on a a, a a tile that doesn't have any magnets in it and it doesn't light up. So like you don't attack or the attack misses or something, you know? Yeah, stuff like that. Well, yeah. And it's 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 technology that exists, right? Because yeah. like we, we see it with Amiibos, like oh, Nintendo yeah. has different um interactions that can that can occur using different uh you know rfid chips i guess is the the technology they're using um or like i said before with those with those linkamoles toys for for toddlers it's like you know when they're in proximity to each other they they all light up and they all interact with each other which is yeah, and that's a, a kid's. Scary, to be honest yeah, with you. It, no, but it's it, okay. So I think NFC is what the technology, the near field communication. Yeah, and I it's it's strange because I have a, it's almost a 15 year old DSLR now. It's a Sony, and it has NFC. So when I take my photos, I actually can tap my phone onto it, and then it will um, shoot all those photos I just took, like right then. So like I, I, there was a time where I would help people do professional photography and I would say like, I can instantly deliver your photos. Like I would take the pictures and on site NFC it to them. Yeah. yeah and that's just, and I think that couldn't be utilized so much for other things like amiibos, like you mentioned. Um, but even a Gumpla, like just think if you yeah. buy a Gumpla and the feet have a built in NFC chip. So then like you can, tap it on your phone it adds it to your collection um and it's like well, a unique identifier like gundam metaverse right like you know and That's... having these scan in your builds yeah. and stuff like that well you know you you've yeah. got <laughs> that, you know what you bring up a good point because it's weird that it, it's the focus is on scanning it in but you know why not just have it where it's a, an nfc so then you have like a better 3d proportioned and you can Based on what you scan in, that shows the different parts you have. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Bandai, come on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, um, okay, the other thing, yeah, let's, yeah, to move on from, oh, and I'm trying to think if I've been watching anything. I've been trying to finish After War, Gundam X, yeah. and I think what's hard about it is it's, it's not a bad show at all. It's actually no, very it's good. Really it's just that it's, it's not as exactly, but it's just not as exciting moment to moment. So sometimes I'll get bored and then watch something else, but really it, it is good. And I, I think yeah. that's, I mean, I, I wonder if that is the type of story that would do better as a three movie trilogy, you know, um, I am surprised that that never got um, the movie treatment or, yeah. you know, some kind of remake or, you know, OVA conversion. Cause, cause I mean, almost, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but almost every Gundam series 
has had some kind of translation like you know obviously yeah. the zeta movie trilogy the original movie trilogy there was a stardust memory movie yeah that's right um, oh wait the ms team had that uh where it was more focused on shiro you know yeah what he did but it was almost like a recap also um mm -hmm. or like when they broke the unicorn ovas into a full oh, that's right. you know that's right. 30 minute episode series so you know it, it's just not out of the realm of possibility for Gundam X to have gotten a movie trilogy to some, to, just to cut down some of the, like you said, it's like, it's like filler. Yeah. Floor, not and that's what I've noticed watching it is what it is, is there will be like a villain of the four arc or four episode arc where there's mm -hmm. like a villain that the guys, you know, those main two guys, I've got their names want to stop the Gundam X. And then that will just be its own contained plot there might be elements sprinkled in of um garrett and what's the girl's name why am i forgetting her name can you remember off the top his girlfriend tiffa yeah exactly there would be little those are the most interesting to me like those little yeah. story moments in um but yeah it, it is kind of surrounded by what i sometimes call filler where it's just here's the villain of this these three episodes and and it's it's funny because the villain's always like this is the most dangerous mecha pilot ever, and then it gets killed, and then they get a new one, and they're like, no, this is the most dangerous mecha pilot ever. <laughs> it definitely, um, you know, and, and thinking about that, yeah. and you know, when I was doing sort of, well, I'm still working on the dissecting Gundam series. I've just you know Sweet. switched to a monthly schedule instead of a yeah. weekly one, but. Um, you know, I don't think that a lot of the modern Gundam entries are as sophisticated as the original because there was almost no wasted time in 0079. Like that, you don't have filler episodes. That's now, true. Some people, some people will call certain episodes filler, and I think that that kind of betrays their understanding of the show because there's so many moments. Like I think that a lot of people would call Kai Shiden's relationship with Miharu uh, like a filler mm -hmm. arc. Right. And you're like, well, you know, why do I care about Kai and some civilian girl? This isn't relevant to the main plot of Amuro. And it's like, no, see that that is like exploring a whole other element of the of the greater conflict that's going on. And and it's really like the characters kinda, are caught up in that world. Yeah, it's like you know? it's like you want to see how Kai and that girl are caught up in the world and the tragedy that happens. Whereas, yeah, I get, well, there's other times filler is, well, here's just these two characters, what they're saying to each other, they're mad at each other, it's like, okay, yeah. you know, and yeah, it's a and, good point. Yeah. And after that arc, I mean, Kai's character is fundamentally changed yep. going forward, whereas, you know, you look at something that that is really filler, like uh, in Dragon Ball Z, when you had, like, Frieza come back, um, you know, Cyborg Frieza after being killed on Namek and it's like, Oh, well we're, we need to fill this like little space where, you know, Goku's not there yet, but the androids aren't there yet. And so like trunks comes and just cuts Frieza in half. And it like, it had no bearing on anything going forward. No characters changed. There was no like character development. There was no danger. It was just, Hey, Frieza's back. Hey, trunks cuts him in half. And then now uh -huh. Goku's back. <laughs> that's, that's interesting because i watched the frieza saga before I, that was recommended to me back when i was in high school and i thought that was yeah. cool but i hadn't what but you know what that does um remind me too of like with kai he 
he shows up in later UC stories with very small but pivotal roles based yeah. on what he went through, you know? So it's, it's, like a, it's like a payoff in the end, you know? Definitely. That, that it, it's a real payoff. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, man, that, that actually opened up a whole bunch of thoughts in my head, but well, I'll, I'll, maybe <laughs> another time we'll talk more about yeah, it. We'll but button it. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's... Um, I need to, and that's the thing, like, I guess we've been talking about a lot of our hobbies, our hobbying this week, where, yeah, I've been building a lot, um, but yeah. I, yeah, I need to get back to watch some more, because I want to finish After War, I want to finish Turn A, and then get to the other more obscure stuff that, like, age, that people don't really talk about much, you know, that's it. Yeah. But any other anime have you watched, or do you, do you ever watch just other anime randomly? No, I, I like I said, I do want to go back and watch uh V Fam, Vifam, the oh, other yeah. one of the other Tomino Mecha anime. That's right. But, um, yeah. like I said, I was really just drawn to the robot spirits uh figure because it looks like a kit bash of like several Gundam <laughs> <laughs> units. Yeah, that is that is neat. He he has those other shows he's done where there's some, some cool Gundam esque design going on. Um and I, there was in the Discord someone posted this super tragic gif of like there's this battle in the space station. Everyone's in space suits. You see this rocket oh, fly by, hit a character, and the, this little kid turns to look to see, and then the <laughs> rocket hits the kid in the head, and it's like, whoa. Ideon's a different animal. but Okay, uh, that, yeah. yeah. See, I need to watch that. I think I started that, but never. Well, and e even yeah. Ideon is just a giant GM. Oh, that's awesome. A, a giant GM possessed by a god, I guess. <laughs> okay, that, that that sounds pretty neat. Um, And uh, Shirt Lad was like, have you reached episode 21's I'm a Healer? But yeah, I think I'm on episode 27 or 28. So it's like I'm getting there. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? And that reminded me. Uh, yeah, because people are talking about filler in there. Um, uh, Shirt Lad's saying Mecha filler better than Shonen filler. Yeah, I, so <laughs> yeah. that's why I stopped watching... Um, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure because once it got really? to I don't know if I'm on season three or four I think it's like yeah maybe four or five it's where it's just kind of like the characters are just meeting other characters that have powers and then they fight each other and it, early on in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure it was like a specific story like how I think it's his name was Joseph at the time yeah Joseph met Dio, how that whole thing happened. And then when it was yeah. Jonathan, how they were trying to hunt down Dio, like there was like a, a main plot. And then I'm now the one with, I think it's Josuke, um, or the fourth iteration. I don't know, but where they just walk around town and meet people with powers. And it's not like a real overall plot. It's just more of, and this isn't bad because I think it's doing its own thing. It's like, here's a neat power, like the guy that can write, I think, yeah, he's either, he's drawing manga and he can see what happens. Oh, yeah, on the person, like he can flip them like a, a page or so. It's weird. And, but yeah, it's, it's, it's less it's about the world. Yeah, it's, and that's an example of, it, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, it's <laughs> less about the world and it's just more about here's an interesting character. Here's another interesting yeah. character. And so it's like, ah. Eh, eh. Well, and that was, um, you know, one of the things uh, that the creator of Bleach said was like you know he didn't have like a story in mind for what to do mm. with all of these he's just like i just wanted to draw badass guys with swords and so uh, like, yeah here's another badass guy with another cool looking sword design that's unrealistic and like oh this one's got ice powers and this one is a cyborg so 
you know, yeah, why not no, have him fight? I don't know. Like, no, that's that reminds me of like the show Metalocalypse. I don't know if you watched yeah. that. Like, I wanted to watch it because it would have gory or crazy animation and metal music. But then as you get deeper and deeper, there's like this underlying story of like this Illuminati that's trying to do something. And it <laughs> happens to be that the metal band will be able to change the fusion. It's like, oh, there's actually a plot. And, you know, they're coming out yeah. with a new movie uh, this August. That's, I mean, it looks like they're revisiting all the uh, Adult Swim classics, right? Because Venture Brothers is uh, having, a, having oh. a movie come out. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, are they going to? Well, from what I understand, lightning in a jar twice, right? Well, from what I understand, um, Metalop- uh, Brendan Small is the guy that came up with Metalocalypse, and I think what happened was Adult Swim decided to cancel it, and then I think he yeah. got the rights back or something. So he's been re-releasing all their new albums. They have a new album coming out and the new movie. So I think what happened was he finally got all the rights back, and he's doing his own thing. I, I don't know how true all that is, but I know there's a that was the issue for a while. Um but yeah. anyway, yeah, good good talk there. Um yeah, and I wanted to talk about unfinished stuff real quick. And we might have already <laughs> touched on it, but my main thing is and I, I we had talked about this before, is I was getting tired of being super detailed with my builds, like, okay. This needs to be painted. Okay, I'm going to get my airbrush unit out. I'm going to get all the stuff out. I got to do it specific to make it perfect. And so mm-hmm. I did that with one of my GMs. The GM turned out awesome, and I had three others. I was like, yeah, I'll get to that later. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use Gundam markers. And that did the job. And that made me think with these yeah. unfinished product projects, I don't think I necessarily have to do it the best or not even the best, the most, uh, what's considered the proest level possible to do it. You know, I think yeah. you can, you can, uh, maximize a technique or master a technique, I should say, maybe of like the Gundam markers, for instance. Once I learned more about mm-hmm. paint consistency, I realized how I could take advantage of the Gundam markers because they're already made. I mean, the yellows from a Gundam marker are so much better than any yellow paint that I've ever bought, like from a jar to use in a brush. Yeah, I mean, what's the old photography saying, right? Is the best camera is the one that you have on you. So like, you know, yes, there are always going to be better tools and better conditions and, um, you know, optimal environments. And this goes for just motivation in general. You know, sometimes like I've caught myself sitting here thinking, man, I really wish I you know could find the motivation to start working on our video game again and like you know write some more of the ai code and stuff like that and then i'm like look if i can't do it when i'm not motivated then i'm not gonna do it ever so you know if if you can't paint just because it's wet outside then when are you ever going to get a chance to paint because when it's nice outside you might not want to paint you might want to go out and outside yeah play in the yard like it's so it's a it's a double-edged sword like riding the wave of of conditional, you know, uh, uh, optimal conditions, I guess is the way to put it. <clears throat> exactly. And so that, that was another thing. I have this space type pale rider here that I've got the gloss coat and I started panel lining and then I started painting and especially, I don't know if how noticeable it is on the back. Like the yellow just wasn't looking good. Like I could not get mm-hmm. the yellow to really stick on there. And I kind of think it was, I'm using the Gundam marker 
or no, this was airbrush paint without it being pre-thinned or anything, but I was using a brush, but it was on top of the gloss. And I think that was a bad combination. And so I feel like if it was right. the regular plastic or Gundam marker yellow, you know, and even the whites, I, I wasn't. And so I just kind of have just had this sitting there without bothering to top coat it. And I might as well just, you know what, this, I'm happy enough with it. Top coat it, you know, um, in yeah. And that kind of comes up with, uh, goes with what you were just saying about like sometimes you not, might need to move on and work on something else. And I think that's okay. Like, yeah, in five months, oh, well, start dabbing in this, dabbling in this game a little more. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. once you reach to a point where like, because eh, I think you have to, for anybody, anything you're into, there has to be that aha moment where you're like, oh, now I know what I should do with this. Until you get to a point where you're like, hmm, I don't know. I'll move to this other thing I like to do. Because... It's fun. I think it's fun. Sometimes people have made fun of me in the past of getting into something <laughs> and then getting into something else. And then, yeah. But I think that it's healthy. Yeah, I think. I think so too. Yeah. It allows your mind to sort of learn more from different things. And sometimes you can combine it together. Um, and it's better to keep your interest that way than to be disinterested and then scroll on your phone. There so, you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's it just. It's interesting because like so one of the unfinished projects I've got sitting here, uh, you guys may remember because we were working on it on those live streams was that uh, pre-production Hyzac. And oh. it's interesting now that I think about it is like I spent all that time boring out the head and like installing that wireless LED unit. And now here we are a couple months later and I'm like, oh. well, I could have just used one of those nano LEDs and and wired yeah. it up with a battery pack. And, you know, it's like, dude, just like George Lucas, he came back with the special edition. He's like, now I have the special effects to <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have Han Solo step on this stupid tail. Um, but uh, and then sometimes you screw up like I do. Um, you know, I've been repainting this uh, Zeta Plus, the, the Ruluca custom Zeta Plus. For, oh, cool. I don't know how many times I've had to repaint it, but I, I messed up mixing my white that I was painting like several of the large body pieces with. So like I've got, and this is one of those parts former transformers. So it's like, uh, you know, you've got this chest that is used for the uh, wave rider mode and this chest that's used for the bot mode. And um, so these are painted because I have the purple, but yeah. all of the white parts, the, the white paint that I mixed up and airbrushed just completely like ran off the sides. It was like way too thin. And so now I've got them sitting in bleach <laughs> you know oh, really uh, stripping the paint off of and, them again and does and that so, work easy uh, does it yeah, mess it up so, at all no no I, I highly recommend um you know if you screw up your gunpla painting with any type of paint whether it's enamel um you know acrylic whatever type of paint you're using um you know you don't want to go with like the most aggressive chemicals so like you know start with maybe isopropyl alcohol but bleach, I have found, you know, just pure concentrated Clorox, put it in a glass jar, put all the parts that you're trying to strip the paint off of, seal it up and let it sit for about 48 hours. And then it just comes off like with a paper towel or, you know, I've used a toothbrush too, to kind of scrub wow. in to get into like little creases and crevices. Um, yeah. And I think it almost kind of pre-treats the plastic for the next coat. Because I remember stripping the paint off of the torso, and then when I went back to paint it, it like looked way better than the first time. 
Ah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty interesting because I, I I've thought about that. Sometimes I'll put paint on something. I'm like, this didn't work out, and I can't clean it off. I'm making it worse. And there, and then sometimes oh. I'm actually kind of in a way cutting into the plastic because I've been trying to scrape off, and it's <laughs> yeah. Well, what would you yeah. say is your number one unfinished project, Gundam related? Um, so I've got two probably that. So the the Zeta Plus is probably my oldest unfinished Gundam project. My most close to completion Gundam project is the Zawu Gundam. Oh, which. As you recall, we were working on that on a live stream as well, yeah. and I broke the peg that the backpack clips onto. So um, I, I still just need to use a little bit of plot plate to repair the where that backpack mount sits onto. Ah, okay. But, I mean, it's already painted. It's already ready yeah. to go. I was going to apply a couple of decals. I've got some, like, Neo Zeon. Oh, sweet. Uh, the Shars Neo Zeon, of course. Sure, you know. sure. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want, we don't do any sleeves business over here, but uh, but no, I, I have some decals that I wanted to pop onto it, and uh, and it's like that's like ninety five percent of the way there. That's cool. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say for me, it was it was the GMs. You know, like I I've been meaning to uh, the top coating really is I just need to get to that, but the humidity. Um, um, yeah, and I've got a there, there's also I. The Gundam Aerial I built, and then my plan was to put the decals on it and top coat it. But to be honest, I've been getting so disinterested in Witch for Mercury in general that I kind of like don't care about it anymore. And I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe I should just finish it and give it away, or, or I, I don't know. Um, I it, because I think a lot of it is yeah. I've been buying decals. Oh, here's another one: is the um, little Mobile Suit Ensemble Crossbone. I completely painted it, panel lined it. Right. Next though. Are the decals, and I bought the decal sheet for it. Just haven't really got to it. Yeah, because I gotta say, even after doing the decals for the Slicker Law, it's like it's a pain in the ass. Like it, they're so tiny, and sometimes they don't stick just right. And um, ah, even though it looks good, but I guess you know, and that's the thing. I don't do things as crazy as you in terms of like really uh, involved stuff like you have for instance you have that diorama that you're going to do hong kong city um with the psycho yeah. gundam which is awesome. you already have the the chest lighting up and everything which is awesome um and and it's got me to want to start other stuff like that to be honest but so that's <laughs> why i've been quickly like okay i'm going to just finish my gms so i can start yeah. getting to those dioramas well, and see, so oh, there you go. I, I've got I've got my O as well, but uh, you know, one of the things that we've been working on that I, I have yet to figure out a way to seal up. Whoa, almost lost a, a Isaac over here. <laughs> um, I've yet to find a good way to seal up these. Um, oh, El wires. Yeah. Uh, in a like a resin casing or inside of a beam saber. I think that this is like the ideal solution for, you know, lit up beam sabers or even funnel effect parts. I've got the oh the yeah still sitting over there, um, and she's lit up. We just need to get the beam sabers for the the O lit up. Um, the Hyakushiki's already has has its arm cut off. I've oh got nice. The yeah everything for the colony laser diorama. Oh yeah, is, that's right. Is like 
ready to go if i can just figure out (laughs) yeah the Voss water bottles um so yeah i mean that's i'm gonna be keeping my eye on that one because i'm gonna try to replicate what you do there yeah that's been one of my like dream projects for for the longest time and uh so yeah, shout out to uh, Leaping Panda Hobbies for making the O happen for me because I could not find one for like less than 60 bucks and like Yeah, that's what was crazy f- for me finding it. I mean, there's a local place that has it. They're just kind of pr- overpriced, but Barnes and Noble 30 bucks. I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And it was just randomly sitting on a shelf next to like Pokémon stuff. I was like, "Uh, ah, I'm going to grab this." <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, that's cool. And you know, like always I mean, yes, I am on your live streams, but it also helps me with the hobby stuff. So anyone that doesn't check out his stuff, that's the best way to get a. It's the best way to get a understanding or a handle on some of the easiest ways to just up the custom game just a little bit, and it just it makes yeah. a difference. Um, yeah, I can't it wait does. to finish. I mean, that that GM looks awesome when you have that thing lit up. Yeah, and, and the fact that it lights up both the the like the sensor on top and the visor i know that was pretty neat i because i was thinking would i need multiples but yeah my plan is you know i have a whole bunch up above me i'm gonna light them all up i was gonna do it to the gundam uh, my uh, my rx78 2 i have is the origin version i have the other right. ones but the origin one the head is too small uh, and the way the joint is i'd have to maybe do it differently where it's like in the back of the head and so i'm gonna mm, i'll think yeah. about that but um okay uh yeah anyway my i think what i was trying to say is watch steven's streams if you haven't because that that stuff has really helped me okay um next up and then let me okay yeah i think i have that view for you um so just real quick gbo2 you know and honestly i've been mainly playing on pc so i haven't been keeping up to date in terms of playing on PlayStation because PlayStation gets the releases first and then it's eight weeks later that um, it's like yeah an eight week difference or so but they have this Gundam Mark 4 and it's a 600 general pretty cool um, you know and, and it's neat about GBO2s they'll come up with these suits that I that haven't really heard of before you know, and I looked it no up. One would, no one would blame you for not knowing what the Gundam Mark IV is, because <laughs> that's that is a deep cut. <laughs> if yeah. there ever was one. It, yeah, and so I'm I'm looking at it, and you know, it, it's it came from an SD Gundam uh, game, but it's still in universe. In fact, you know, I did that video recently on like what the naming conventions of suits are, and that ORX is in relation to the Augusta base where this was built. So I like how they're taking sort of background information that's not necessarily in all the shows but it's um uh like in side material especially like the video games yeah and so this was developed from the mark three which was very zeta like um and i guess um but but what's interesting about this mark four is it almost looks like a gpo2 but it still has the zeta chin uh, to it um, but also, it has uh, sort of like the, what is it, the Engage, the UC, Engage, that new suit from Engage, that, that kind of look where there's kind of curvature to it, because this isn't then yeah. long after that project. So there's a bunch of different Gundam development projects that then we're seeing with this design. Um, 
let's see. Yeah, using data from the Mark III, uh, Augusta yeah, Research Institute, uh, a backroom deal with Anaheim Electronics. And it was interesting because it seemed like they were wanting to build these for the Titans, but I guess people within Anaheim became uh, AUG sympathizers. Uh, but I find that interesting because I would think they would want to side with the Titans, you know, just because, oh, yeah, more war. Sure. But I wonder if it became more of, oh, the Titans would just take over Anaheim. You know what I mean? That, yeah. that was the threat. Well, um, and, and Anaheim was always dealing to both sides. Um, you know, they didn't care as long as you had a check to pay them. Right. That's, well, uh... yeah. And, and so that's why I would think, who, why would they be a sympathizer to one or another? But right. I, I'm I'm assuming maybe and maybe there's more information on this that like the Titans were kind of a threat to Anaheim because the Titans wanted to start maybe taking things in house to build and and maybe Anaheim was thinking oh we would just be dissolved or something I, I don't know um I'm gonna have to look up and see if there's something there uh, yeah I mean there's the the threat of government takeover of a business is uh is always ever present yeah um and, and this one had the quasi Saikamu system. So a non-new type um, would be able to pilot it, and it has the wire-guided incoms. So this is just a classic next-step Gundam. You know, and in, in something we were just talking about before is how we see that in 0079, they come out with the, um, you know, Tharx 78-2, and then after that, it's just variations of that. And it wasn't until... Um, 87, uh, whenever yeah. Zeta takes place, that then there's the Mark II. And then, quickly, Mark III, Mark IV, Mark V, you know. and They cranked uh, them out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess it went from just variations on it to, oh, we'll just do all new versions, because it's interesting that the when the Mark III comes out, it looks like the Zeta. So it could be they had the Mark II, and then the Zeta was made, and then they're like, okay, well, then the next Gundam would look like the Zeta. And then I guess that just kind of went away a little bit with the Mark. I mean, yeah, it's just, I find that a very interesting evolutionary branch. I'll have to look more into that. But yeah, but then it, it uh, after the Mark V, um, this is where then it got the Dovenwolf design, which is interesting exactly. because it's almost like it went back with like the silver bullet suppressor. I think it is where it's like a Dovenwolf wolf with the, the Gundam with head. The Gundam. Yeah. So it was like the, the Dovenwolf is based off a of Gundam, but then they used the Dovenwolf to make another Gundam. So <laughs> I, that's, it, it really just shows how far that lineage of Gundam, you know, went. Um, yeah. Throughout. Yeah. Cause even, okay. This uh, Mark five was first seen in 88. So that's still mm -hmm. kind of early. Um, let's see. And then after that, I guess that's where it stopped. The Mark yeah, Five. There's not a Mark, there's six. a Mark Six. What's that? No, I don't believe there's a Mark yeah. Six. Not a Mark Six. So yeah, after that, it's Dovin Wolf, um, and then other things like you know a Gundam Unicorn because like the Gundam Unicorn looks just like a Gundam, like what you would think classical Gundam. And I would even say something like the F ninety one doesn't. The F ninety one has a V fin, but it has its own look to it. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as UC is concerned, the Unicorn is kind of like the last Gundam-y Gundam, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, exactly, because um, Penelope and Kasai. the last of that, that lineage. Yeah. 
which makes sense because that's also the same time where they were like wanting to kind of take out new types, hide the new type thing. So it's almost like by hiding what a classic Gundam looks like, you're hiding that whole history, you know? And, and that's another video I want to do. I think I brought it up for a second in, in my previous video about the Jesta and Jagan, where they were actively trying to hide the new type thing going on. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, oh, man, that gave me an idea. Like, what if there was a Star Wars movie that took place in the far future where, like, Jedi or Sith were killed out and there's nothing of that anymore? And then there's, like, this myth that people can have these Force powers. But then they start developing mechs. And then people with Force powers were able to pilot these mechs. Like, <laughs> combine Gundam and Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. I'll write that later. Um, you sound like a... You, you never watched Parks and Rec, did you? With, oh, uh, where Patton Oswalt does his speech. I saw like, that speech. That was hilarious. The Mandalorian hand of Boba Fett, <laughs> call him out of the Sarlacc pit. And that's how the Star Trek and the Marvel universe has come together because who wouldn't want to see that fight? <laughs> no, that was great. Like, that's one of the coolest, like, sci fi, like, nerd pop culture things that happened. Oh, yeah. Like, that was a great, that was a great one. Um, Okay, well, yeah, that was, you know, there's not, again, not much on that, uh, oops, that Mark, uh, Mark IV, just that it's in GBO2 and it looks cool. And um, you know what? It's very fitting that it, that it came out for GBO2 because we got the Cisco Day, which yeah. is another G Generation exclusive, you know, started as an SD and now it's a, now it's a fully um, realized Gundam. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they could really grab anything that has been brought up and it's, and I, I, they tend to bring up things that are relevant to the canon. Yeah, um, I, I don't anticipate that yeah. they're going to bring in like the Phoenix Gundam or right. you know exactly any of that stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, okay, and so with this, the last ten minutes, I wanted to jump into some news real quick. Like for instance, on P Bandai, they've got the um, this Lido Wolf's GM Sniper Two, which looks awesome. Yeah. Now. I don't know if I know the character Lido Wolf. Do you do you happen to know? No, I'm not familiar. Yeah, let me let's see if we can look that up. Um, I I love the colors. Th these colors are better than the. Wait a minute. Did they not fully paint that chest piece right there? I don't know if everyone could see that. <laughs> <laughs> not that they need to, but it makes me feel better about my work. Um, there you go. Let me. Well, I, I it always <laughs> makes me happy when I see like some nub marks on. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. On <laughs> a, a professional photo of a kit. Um, but okay, yeah, Lido Wolf. Um, oh, he died December of 0079. So yeah, he was part of that classic group. Um, just a, a Gundam Legacy mobile variation. So nothing too prominent, but still very cool. Um, what did Johnny Ridden kill him? I wonder. He was, oh, he was the third highest ranking Federation ace behind Amaro and Tenneth Jung. Um, another mobile suit. Okay, that's a maybe. whole other video. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, Gundam Legacy. I'll have to look into that a little more. But you know, that that's kind of cool to have something that obscure. I mean, because it looks awesome. Um, here's here's one thing I'm really interested in, but kind of scared about so 
I pre-ordered <laughs> that Stutzer Zaku 2, and in the photograph of it, it had a whole bunch of other badass-looking Zakus. The thing is, the price, you know, it's like 95 yeah. but it comes with... accessories. Yeah, that's the thing. It comes with some pretty obscure accessories that are not with any other uh, kit at all or any other robot spirits. I mean, it does have that uh, goof um, shield Gatling, but it has this backpack thing. And that's, we're probably paying for that limited run of an exclusive, like, accessory thing that... So, like, I'm debating, um, because, again, sometimes I'll go on AmiAmi and see things for sale that are used that are good condition and good price. Um, <laughs> yeah uh it's just i love you know I, more and more i appreciate zaku 2s especially having an army of them and having them with all different um uh, accessories and stuff armaments yeah different loadouts and and this is an interesting one because it's the f2 model so it's like the last production model of zaku 2 yeah but it's loaded out with like goof paraphernalia <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's supposed to be uh, also like the Stardust Memory. Like, isn't that Stardust Memory was all about that F two Zaku, yeah. if I'm not mistaken? And I, that and it says for anime. That's like, well, what anime? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, and then yeah, the Johnny Ridden. Speaking of him, they have his uh, Gelgoog up for pre order. There you go. Close closes November second. So if you want to be able to get this, I mean, they're giving you the time uh to get it so yeah cool stuff even that uh, getting that uh master grade of resin schneider's kiradoga that's yeah. actually pretty cool yeah that's awesome um I, that, I know more than more than a few people that are excited about that kit because yeah november 2nd there, there, so, there's some resin schneider stands here in the chat oh yeah definitely <laughs> so yeah perfect amount of time if you want this it's going to be up for pre-order until november 2nd so um show p bandai that you want stuff like that um yeah okay another thing and someone brought this up in chat is so they do have apparently the release of uh, a release date for the 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 gundam seed film um i know i've heard that a lot and nothing ever happens and you know the only reason i am actually interested in this is because i really enjoyed destiny so I, if, if they're going to evolve from what they did with Destiny in terms of kind of how they do the world building, but really badass action scenes, I mean, my favorite scene in all of the Seed is in Destiny, and it's when Kira has to go destroy that Loggengrin gun or whatever it's called, and he's like yeah. in his components flying through the cave system, scraping against the walls, and then he gets out and he just murders people, mobile suits with his knife. And there's like even a, a spider Gundam uh, running around there. Um, yeah, it would be very interesting to see how this turns out. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I have no idea how it will be. <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll finally get some character development for Kira. Who knows? <laughs> that would be cool if he's featured in it prominently. I don't know if there's if they've said there's been kind of a story or synopsis to it, but I mean that would be really cool. Um, oh. And then another piece of news is in Gundam Evolution, they have an- announced the season five with the Susanoo from Gundam Double O. 
not too yeah. familiar with that. Um, a couple things of note: it IGN Africa was the article. You know, <laughs> in the little Bandai circle I'm in, it was never mentioned. I really feel like this game is on its last legs. <laughs> well, and you and I had a conversation the other day about like you know esports being kind of like a. I, you can't force like it. A weird space. Yeah, you can't it, force esports. Yeah, you know, and and there's so many people that it's like they try to craft a game, you know, specifically tailored for esports, and it's like, especially with a game like Gundam Evolution, you know, you see where the where the appeal is from a gameplay standpoint, but for for to use the Gundam IP for that seems kind of strange because I don't know if there's a huge overlap of Gundam fans and esports people yeah exactly i think that's interesting that you bring it up in that way because it is almost like people that are not into esports are going to shy away from games that are being prominently focused to be an esports thing it's like oh well i'm not that good so i'm not going to join or i'm not going to play yeah. you know and then and then you get yeah less people um wanting to play and you know i mean even gbo2 is doing better numbers than evolution uh <laughs> right now which is pretty crazy and that's the thing it's not a bad game i really yeah. it's fun it's just they probably want to one i do think it lacks content I, I i do believe so you know they did add that new mode and that's the thing the new mode is cool and the the content they add is cool but i think it's kind of few and far between considering that the ip isn't isn't its thing like what would you say is this game's thing it's nothing it, it, they, <laughs> they were trying to make it the esports angle yeah well and, and yeah. you can tell just from the influencers they pursued to to play the game right you know like you're, you're gonna get like moist critical to, to play the game so that other people are gonna play it but then it's like no one's no one's gonna <laughs> yeah it's not I don't know. It, it was a strange marketing tactic uh, for for what would otherwise be just another awesome entry in Gundam gaming. Because you and I have talked about this before, where it's like, you know, Gundam Battle Alliance, for instance. Oh, yeah. Not everybody's cup of tea, but, you know, it's just another Gundam game on the market with lots of content. You know, yeah. there's a lot of grinding that you can do in it. I mean, it is a fun game it in is. and of itself. And, you know, some Gundam fans are going to love it. So others won't. And, and that's fine because you've got GBO2. You've got Gundam Evolution. There's yep. other options out there. The marketing around Gundam Evolution was just strange. Yeah. No, that, no that's true. It, and, you know, it, it's kind of a sad thing because I still think Gundam Evolution is worthy of being a game. Like, for games that come out, sometimes they're, they are total crap. Buggy is crap. Like, this game was a fun game it's just yeah not my thing and um you know i wonder how important it is for gundam to tie in their games with things outside of gaming you know uh, like gbo2 they release kits or um robot spirits of the suits as they get That's released true. um yeah. i don't know and if... that was one of the things that like um the the marvel avengers game did is they would release skins with yeah. disney plus shows and like you know there was there was a coordinated effort around everything that they were doing but um i think that probably the witch from mercury put a, a wrinkle in that because 
well, you know, it's like, why didn't we get any Witch for Mercury? Okay, see, I think you're going down the right path here. I think what it would have helped if they maybe just made it a Witch for Mercury dueling game. Where sure. it's just all the suits from Witch for Mercury, and it's, it's, you're in the school, and you're dueling. I think that would be more interesting to people than it's like, well, there's just a bunch of Gundam suits, and it's playing like Overwatch. And it's like, well, I can't really connect that yeah. together. And when the skins that come out are just like, here's a gold pattern. And it's like, well, well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was just recently watching like one of those GDC presentations from uh, from a game publisher and he was talking about like things that he doesn't want to hear at your game pitch. Like the, the, the title of the video is your game pitch sucks or 30 reasons why your game pitch <laughs> yeah. sucks. And one of the things he mentions is, you know, don't have a themed wrapper around your game where it's like, don't don't dress your game up as like, a, oh, well, it's quirky because it's a game show. It's like you don't if the game show is not like part of the game, then just get rid of it. Like yeah. it's the you don't need to like create the shell around the story of your game, you know, just to excuse some weird, um, you know, some weird quirk about it. Right. Yeah. Like. Uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundam does a good job of this because it's like they have a story that is, you yeah. know, it's not like, oh, we're, we're plucking Gundams from every universe and we're going to, you know, fight, have them fight together in this game show universe. It's like, no, I mean, there's the, there's a a temporal disturbance that's pulling all of these different universes together. And and it turns out to be the Musha Gundam. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, even playing um, Reborn or with that latest Dynasty Warriors, like even I was just playing the UC timeline. But what it was cool about it was it was actively giving the story and you could choose to play it to make the story different. And I think that would, yeah. even though it was just Dynasty Warriors. Um, yeah, I think I think, yeah, Witch for Mercury you know, and and then the game would probably have more stuff like that. Because, yeah, I guess it's almost empty and void, where it's just, here's just a collection of mobile suits. Even Overwatch has a story. Yeah. Like, itself. Yeah, very, very... And, and going but, back to what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, you know, the creator of Bleach just creating cool guys with swords. Look at, like, Street Fighter. Like, Street Fighter, when they made all these individual characters, yeah. they didn't have a story in mind. It was like... I just want to make sure that I've got like a karate guy. I've got a boxer. I got a monster. Got, you know, a monster. <laughs> you know, we just want a bunch of crazy characters that can fight. And then they develop the story afterwards. I'm sure it was the same deal with Overwatch where it's like, well, you know, we, we've got a cowboy. We've got a, yeah. a policeman from the future. We've got a mecha pilot. But and, they made you know, a story. The, but we'll, yeah. we'll, you know, create a story for them to be existing in the same universe afterwards. Um, You know. What, what's like you said what's strange about gundam evolution is it's like why are all of these mobile suits just here like and and you can tell that that they wanted it to catch on as an esport and they didn't care about having a story because it's like because esports guys don't care about story i mean yeah well you know what you bring up a really good point because it almost seems like story doesn't matter but i think inherently subconsciously i think it does you know, like, that's why Sony was able to bank on making those narrative-driven games, and they work. But they leaned so far into that that they forgot about their gameplay-driven games. So, yeah, like, even, yeah. like, the Star Wars. Yeah, like, people want, subconsciously, they want to... Part of playing a game is an escape in a virtual world. You want that story to be a part of it. 
So yeah, you want to be immersed in the universe yeah. and oh, cool. Well, yeah, good discussion. We're at time. That was a great yeah. show, guys. Thanks to everyone that joined and keeping the chat lively. Um uh, yeah, tons of fun. So yeah, well, I'll yeah, try go to do paint this. some gumpla. <laughs> What's that? I said go paint some gumpla. Yeah, and um yeah, as soon as like it's raining right now, like <laughs> I just cannot wait for this to be gone so I can top coat Slager Law and do my little uh review of them. But um yeah, if anyone wants tips like that, check out Steven's channel. Link below. He goes into that stuff. It's teaching me everything. So, um, yeah, and then expect, yeah, to this format moving forward where I'll try to visit news by the end. So kind of keep everyone up to date with what's going on. Even if it's, like, something I'm not super into, I think it might be worth just bringing up just to talk about. But For sure. All right. Well, all, uh, yeah, thanks for watching, and we'll talk later. Cheers.